This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. If you visit Detroit, if you are from Detroit, or if you live in Detroit, you never knew all this culture was alive and thriving here. This is the Detroit is Different Festival. October 24th through October 27th, join us at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48238. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com. Different.com and get your tickets today. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. Welcome to the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Grab a bowl and get ready for this serving of cornbread and caviar. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Cornbread and Caviar, the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Thank you for joining us today for what promises to be an amazing experience. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Eat Cornbread and Caviar, and feel free to hit us up at Eat Cornbread and Caviar at gmail.com. We'd like to hear from you, our listeners. Today, I am joined by the hardest working producers and co hosts, the beautiful, voluptuous resident voice of hospitality and custodian of truth, my sister, none other than Miss Maria Renee. Hello, hello. Did you miss me? Yes, you did. No, I, no, we, <laughs> you know, we always talk about I how she says Always miss well. me. Yeah, well, I didn't. The people have spoken. <laughs> we got to get a t shirt. <laughs> You always coming for her. I do. I do. I love her though. Is it out of love though? It's out of love. It's out of love. It better be. (laughs) (laughs) We fuss, we fight, we get over it, it's moving on. We sure did. We fought this week. We fought this week. We ain't done with it either. Mm -hmm. No, we not. I didn't know if we was going to make it today. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I I did. (laughs) Work is work. Work is work. (laughs) We we got that old work ethic. We we can fight all day. We still love each other. If it was money involved, money to be made. Money to be made. Yes. No matter nothing All about the, the fight. Okay. The and then we have the phenomenal, never to be underestimated, the pretty boy himself. Hello, everybody. It's James Brandon. Yes. Hi, James. And Hi. We have, we have our our another one of our 16-year-old corporate and caviar correspondents. Uh, we <laughs> yes, have Ken- I like that. Yes, yes. correspondent. Yes, correspondent. Yes. <laughs> we have Kendall in the building. Hello, hello, everyone. Hi, Kendall. How are you guys? doing we are actually not gonna introduce the guests just yet just, yet. just I, they yet. need to wait we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna introduce her because she is actually gonna be our brown brilliance for the day we're gonna move right into the brown brilliance so no shout out no, we're gonna do that after this. I'm changing the segments around today See, because no, you know, you know that doesn't work about. well with her. Y'all don't do <laughs> good with change. Y'all don't do good with change. What about change? We go We go. Thank you. In order, right? You got to coordinate. You're not coordinating. Stay with me, and the Lord is gonna bless you, huh? <laughs> He's gonna bless the heck out of you. So we're gonna do our brown brands first, and Shaking then we're gonna the do table. our shout-outs because we want our brown brands, who's also our guest, to participate in said shout. Out. So, okay. 
just for those who don't know, including our guests, this is a portion of the show where we shout out a local individual business or nationally, internationally, locally, regionally, wherever that is amazing. And you are amazing. Yes, so you are. she yep. is a Detroit based. I stole this from your website. She okay. is a Detroit period <laughs> harpist, singer, songwriter, and filmmaking film queen who fuses R&B soul, jazz, experimental, and electric, electronic elements into a multifaceted musical landscape. That's so fucking dope. Indeed. With over 10 years of study, she earned her degree from Wayne State, where she was the principal harpist for the Wayne State University Wind Symphony in 2011, yes, and graduating in 2014 with a bachelor's degree in harp performance. And she started composing music for harp and vocals, taking the harp outside its classical context. Drawing inspiration from her Motown roots, her style makes the harp a force to be reckoned with outside mm-hmm. an orchestra pit. She played the hell it. out that harp now. Right? Period. Okay. She, play, she, she pluck, pluck on the pluck, pluck. <laughs> <laughs> Immersed in music, art, and film realms, this person has rec- has been recognized as a 2018 Sundance Night Foundation, 2017 Detroit Narrative Agency 2.0, and 2018 Kresge Artist uh, Fellow. She is also creator, co-writer, and director of upcoming fictional web series, Film Queen Chronicles, a story of four black trans women in Detroit, initially exploring film through scoring local, local short, I'm sorry, scoring local shoots, uh, Treasure from Tragedy to Trans Justice Mapping, a Detroit Story, 2015. Sorry, there's a lot to say. <laughs> she uses film and sound to explore ideas around identity, vulnerability, language, and existence. Now, see, that's a great fucking resume. Yes, it is. Mine don't look nothing like that. <laughs> I'm gonna need mine to be like that. Okay, yes. when I grow up. <laughs> when okay. I grow up. Period. <laughs> oh this God. is my little sister. I love her. We've been friends now for I don't know how long, but um, it's been a long time. I'm not that old, so uh, <laughs> couldn't be that long. At but least five. <laughs> at least five. <laughs> I want to offer from Cornbread and Caviar and our whole team the Brown Brilliance Award for the day goes to none other than Aya Simone. My little sister. <laughs> yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. I've been asking to have you on here for a little while now. Yes. I'm like, well, where's she at? She's been bothering me. I've been wondering her on too, but she's she busy. on the road. She's busy. She, okay, right. well, she's going to clear her schedule. Uh. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we know you Hollywood and all, but the little people want to see you. Right, the little people want to see you. I'm still little people. No, you're no, not. No, you're not. not. That resume Look, not I watch your people. Instagram. No, okay. you're not. <laughs> I saw this whole video where, I don't know if don't it was a camera this. or a drone, but she was just playing a harp. It was just going around. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so majestic. I look and magical. at the stories. I'm like, yes. okay. I'm like, yes. I do be carrying with the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, sis. Carry on. Yes. Do you? Now you got a soft voice, so make sure you stay on that mic. Uh, okay. So we are so excited that you are here finally. Yes. I've been chased after you for a minute. So what's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm a little under the weather today, but I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm good. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's it's weird. It's Life is really weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of shit can happen in, like, a very short amount of time. Yes. <laughs> and then sometimes it happens so fast you can't even process it. Um, so I think I'm right now I'm feeling, like, in a space of gratitude. I'm also feeling in a space of just, like... Um, What's it? It's, it's fall. It's fall is coming. What, yes. What's the word? Harvest. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I've like harvested 
and now I'm just trying to like figure out what's next. Um, yeah, fruits of your labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't know. I'm, I I can't really say anything other than that. That like gratitude. Um, con- a, a sense of contentment, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a sense of contentment without the sense of complacency, because you got to go bigger, better, and do even more. And your artistry and all the things you've done, I'm watching you. Is, uh, amazing. I'm like, I want to be like her when I grow up so bad. Like, <laughs> right. Um. So let's do some shout outs. Um. We'll start with you. This is a portion of the show where we just kind of shout out a person again or anybody that's in your life or anything that's in your life that you want to just say, hey, I'm thinking about you, thank you, or just something cool, like even if it's a burger joint that's black-owned, something like that, whatever. So shout outs. Or you can do a shade shout somebody to somebody or something that really pissed you off. You can do a shade shout So <laughs> up to you. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> um, well, no, first and foremost, I want to um, shout out Brie Rivera, my sister. Um, my wife. Okay, right, 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 <laughs> ma'am. Um, but yeah, uh, that's just my sister from Trans This Is The Color Project, always holding it down for the Detroit, like, trans yes. women of color, getting us services, being, you know, a mentor, a, you know, a mediator, just all around, like, great, great, great resource and great person yeah. um, to know um, who I just have the privilege of calling my sister. Yeah, and she does it. From not here, right? Oh yeah, that bitch move. <laughs> she still does. You talking about you talking about Carmen San Diego? That you think I'm Carmen San Diego? That lady be moving. I've been trying to get her too. So oh my God. I'm gonna start chasing her. I think it took me about what two, three months to get you. I'm gonna start chasing her. Some three months. It's okay. They're about to get her onto season two because we're gonna take a little break after after October. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm gonna get her. You got any other shout outs? Okay, okay. That's my shout out. All right, Maria Renee, what's your shout out? As you over here playing your phone, she just she just be tuning. I don't know where she be at sometimes. She just be tuning the hell out. <laughs> yeah, I'm tuned out. All right. Um, my shout outs. Let's see. Uh, who do I want to shout out? Mm. Oh, I'll shout out my little sister. She's getting married in a couple weeks. Go off. So. <laughs> Go um, here. The first one out of Joe and Sandra kids to be walking down the aisle. <laughs> Joe and Sandra kids. Yeah, we Joe, we Joe and Sandra kids. Um, and now that it's coming to pass and it's finally getting here, I'm really excited for her. Um, if she's happy, then I'm happy. And it took us a long time to get here, but I, I genuinely mean that. If this is what she sincerely wants to do, I'm going to support it 100% and get her down that aisle. No, I was not able to make it a Remodel Entertainment production, but I will be coming with Will, and we're going to sit there, and we're going to look pretty, and he's going to keep me in my seat so I don't run nothing. <laughs> right, Will? Yes. Okay. Yes, Grace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, come on, Angelique, let's get you married. Get married. Yes, let's get married. Let's get married. Baby, let's get married. We do not own the rights to that. Yeah, we always got to say that. That is my line. We just want to make sure. You're supposed to keep singing poorly while I... (laughs) Whoa, whoa. First of all, I don't fucking sing poorly. A system. Right, right. It's a system. You messed it up. I fight systems. You messed it up. I fight systems because they keep us oppressed. You messed it up. James, shout out. No, I don't have any shout outs. I don't want to shout anybody out today. Um Okay. Mm-mm. Not even yourself? No. Okay. Damn. Today. You don't have no shout outs? Are, are you mental? No. 
You're mincing, aren't you? No, I'm a little not spot, mincing. little spotting, no, a little bit. Okay, fine. all right, all right. What the? I'm just, and there's nothing wrong with mincing. First of all, it's not right. anything wrong okay. with mincing I'm at mincing all. Now. Okay, right. Here it is. <laughs> well, you blind? However, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> there goes that part. Period. <laughs> okay, no, I just don't have any shout outs today. Okay, I've exhausted all of my shout outs. Uh oh, yeah. Get that away from the soundboard. Yeah. You're having trouble over there, aren't you? See, you open it up, your kombucha. Give me the, okay, this too. You just messing up stuff. That's okay. You good. You got it. See, we got you covered. Just get away from mm-hmm. the soundboard. Wow, Wait, we're good. Right, Stop no, talking. No, we don't have no money. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Thank you. We don't you. have not a noun coin. So okay, you we already got nothing. a flat period out here. To I didn't the spell shit. We got to get him out. Throw me the box of tissue. <laughs> we got to get flued him out. <laughs> right, we got to flued him out. He want caviar and cornbread on the plane. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> and first class on Delta. And that's going to be a good $4,000. He gonna be on spirit. Put him on Emirates. Okay. Do they even fly here? No, he going on Jet Blue. Okay. Okay. Jet Blue. Something I ain't never heard of. Good luck, Perry. We love you. Happy flight. Kendall, you got a shout out. Um, let's shout out our brothers and sisters at um the New York Times for starting the 1619 organization, which is an organization that is um, all about promoting, uh, not promoting, well, talking about the first African slaves to arrive here 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just passed the um, anniversary of yes. it. And so they're all about putting the word out there and, and saying that um, America as a democracy wasn't founded how many years ago was it? Like you asked the wrong person. I hate history. <laughs> no. I hate history. This conversation is so intellectual. I'm sitting here like, well, yeah, explain more. I don't know nothing. About nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't nobody call and tell me nothing. So. <laughs> um, I don't know how long this country was started, so, but their whole thing is that when the first black slaves arrived on the shores of America, that's when the democracy started. It was mm. when we arrived because we built the democracy on our backs. That is so true. And so shout out to our good sis. I don't know her name, but she is the founder of it. 1619. Yes. I like that. That was a good well, she, shout she out. she brown, so. She is. We're going to shout her out for sure. That That's that's amazing. But wait, before we go into um anything else, uh, Oktoberfest, Detroit is different. Let me say, t- people, please prepare your minds and your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> what is about to commence Where they gonna okay. be us The Detroit is different party. network Is hosting a festival October 24th Through the 27th 2019 It's at Andy Arts 3000 Finkel Avenue Y'all know where Finkel at That's west side That's not east <laughs> Okay Detroit Michigan 48238 All tickets and info is at www.detroitisdifferent.com uh, cornbread and caviar is gonna be there. Fuck what you heard gonna be there. Um, we got titties and tacos gonna be there. Josh Adams podcast gonna be there. Um, we having a my natural hair fashion show. Uh, what's next? What's the next T? What's the, what the what the text uh-huh. game show will be there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of Detroit. That's a comedy show. That now I'm really looking forward to the 2000s party. So we we wearing tall tees and jerseys. Yeah. I'm gonna get me a sculpture. That's cool. for that. Wow. Boom. Okay, I'm and ready for the it. festival. Yeah. Is it giving baby fat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Aniche, guess. Okay. Jabo, y'all come up 
in there with your two thousands on. Okay. We don't even know. We don't <laughs> get think you one of them, right? Yeah, you oh, you okay. weren't around. Well, you you were just being born then. But you can definitely get you one of them. You want to come to the festival? Yeah, you can come to the festival. We'd love to have you come to the you festival. You come to the festival. Yeah. And then the good brother Bodie James is performing live. You don't for sure don't want to miss that. So, um, what are yeah. the dates again? October twenty fourth through October twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um. That's actually the month after next. Yes, it is. And so we ain't even got re- we ain't got much mm-hmm. time to prepare. Right. And October twenty fifth is my birthday. And so that's that's his birthday. Bring me some gifts. Mm-hmm. I yep. like I like luxury items. And I do believe I like Hennessy. We might have for, for <laughs> some sure Jiffy cornbread and caviar. Okay. We might. Not no Jiffy. <laughs> I like Jiffy. Though. I don't like hot. Bo- I don't like hot water. I don't like hot water cornbread either, but Jiffy is disgusting. Is it? What? I like sweet cornbread. I mean, maybe because my grandma don't believe in none of that Jiffy, none of that. What she do? She just make the straight up scratch. scratch. Oh, she put a little sugar right. in it though. Oh make yeah. It oh, okay. mm-hmm. A whole lot of she don't use like real butter. She use margarine. Yeah. Keep oh, right. a margarine in it. Yeah, a little margarine. I got a little sugar. So y'all, in too. please get, get your tickets. Y'all come on out and see us. It's gonna be all the way live. Yes, uh, we're gonna yes. have a good time. Support us. Support the the support this African American owned uh, a studio. Yes, it is African. It sure is. Yes, that, that's, he, well, he well he likes he a little light skin. Curry's so. not light skin at all. <laughs> <laughs> he a little He is about my complexion or that's because he tan or right now. No, Kyrie is not tan. He is not tan. Kyrie <laughs> is a brown man, and that's mm-hmm. my shout out to Detroit. Is different, you know. Ladies, he is yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying to get on Kyrie. I ain't. He might be. Ain't she trying, might but be. I'm just saying, <laughs> ladies, he is, he's fine. He know that though. This is a Kyrie. Shout out to you. They do such a great thing here at Detroit. Is different. I'm <laughs> grateful and honored to be part of the family of podcasts here at Detroit. Is different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So now. Let's move on to the random question of the day. This is a deep question. Now you've been deep lately. I've been deep. I've been deep because that's how I feel right now. I'm gonna get back to the off the wall shady shit sometime. But we hope not. That's right what now, the Lord is dealing with him. <laughs> I am not Lord being so dealing. shady. <laughs> the Lord is dealing with him on being deep and getting into his feelings. Yes, because okay. I didn't go into my feelings until I lost my job and my relationship of seven years ended. That's when it all got deep. See, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. That's the mm-hmm. Lord. Cause you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. I'm not going to preach on this episode. This is my little correspondent. Hallelujah. So here's and I'm a random still question. sitting over here confused as to why you got that big ass ice cube over there. I, you know, I wasn't going to say nothing. She literally I, everybody just took all I heard. Oh, y'all can hear it. I'm sorry. I'm like, what you think these I'm these, sorry. Okay, can I educate you on the fact this is called a microphone and it That's picks up right. sound. It up everything. I'm sorry. So Everybody that knows me know I she am. She loves ice. ice. She has an ice problem. Ice, ice, ice. She took a bite you out of that ice, ice cube like she was biting a wing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and the funny thing is I'm so desensitized to it after 10 plus years. I don't even know this. I'm like, whatever. My whole freezer has nothing but sonic bags of ice in it. And that's it. No, no frozen meats. How you gonna get married? You ain't got no frozen meats to feed your man. Nothing. Okay, is that because of like anemia or something? Yeah. All right. See, I know people who are anemic. Yeah. They do the cornstarch though. Jamila? Yeah, I don't do cornstarch. I do home uh, household products. Wait, what? Wait, what's wait, what, happening? Yeah, so I'm missing it's that a too. vice. I don't know. It's just something about... I don't about know. People who are anemic. You have different vices. Right. Yeah. So like, cornstarch, so she eats cornstarch? Mm-hmm. Right. With ice. Wait. So she so sprinkles what does it, it on? No, no, you just... 
Eat the ice. You just mm-hmm. get the cornstarch and put and it in your mouth and eat it. Eat it. Mm-hmm. But I am, and I'm, and this is dangerous, and I'm working through that with therapy and everything. I eat ice and sniff household, household products. <laughs> that explains so fucking much. Wait, wait. So you just admitted Look, you that heard you have it. a problem. You heard it first, okay? <laughs> <laughs> My family going to be like, didn't nobody, see, didn't nobody tell your stupid ass to say that? First of all, wait a minute. We are working through that. <laughs> James, did you know about this? No. So she be over here with the Windex, like. I do it no. too. Wow. Yeah. Household product. It's pine salt. Oh I my God. The pot thickens. The pot thickens. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. But why would Maria Renee say that? We was like, I can't, can't, And then he stayed and we like, wait a minute. <laughs> right? I mean, because I'm anemic. So here's the thing for me is she fucked up. He not. So I'm just, I get it with her. But when it comes to him, I'm like, oh my I'm God, Kendall. Not, I'm just a little. Just, Maria Renee is not fucked I'm up. I'm not messed up. But it's a, it's a dangerous our- thing, though, and we and I for real like it's it something is. with with the condition, like, and I'm not the only person. No, I'm not the only person. It's it's people that are anemic that well, have, have different vices. They though. have that whole show about it. Yeah, it's real. Where people be eating like pillows and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They just weird. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, strange addiction or whatever. Yeah, is that it? <sighs> is it weird to eat? Oh, Kendall's here. Never mind. I can't say because yeah, Kendall's no, here. No, you better I, not. I will no. not because he is here. <laughs> I know that we have a youth. Don't in our have midst. Keisha. No, don't have oh, Keisha. God. Keisha gonna be like, I'm not signing shit. She gonna be like, y'all was out of shit. order. Out of order. That's oh, exactly Lord. why I said nothing. Keisha, Keisha was. I'm down with the get. She'll down. shut this shit down. Right. <laughs> and then I won't have Nair show. Or look, we just edit him out. Every time he saw it, it'd be a pause. <laughs> like, like, why is it quiet all of a sudden? Yeah, we had to take him out because his mom was signed, so we had to take him out. We gonna launch this show one goddamn way or another. Oh, wow. He's going to mute me, huh? <laughs> no, not, we don't want to mute you. We love you. That's why I didn't say anything because I don't want to have to mute you, Kendo. Mm. Our little correspondent. You <laughs> <laughs> saying little like I'm just like uh, like well, compared to our ages, See, compared to y'all, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. even James, James got you by 10 years. <laughs> And then I got you by I got James by 12 years That means I got you by about 22 years <laughs> I over here dying <laughs> it's, um, like, it's, So officially Now we can officially say You're just old I am old yeah. I am the eldest person In this room right now You're always the eldest person In the room <laughs> Aya, can you help me here? Because this is what they've been doing to me all day. I'm just a guest. <laughs> no, you family. As soon as you decide to put on the headset, you family, and you my little sister. So you on this show now. You here. Oh, I'm here, but I'm still a guest. Huh? <laughs> As a guest. Don't forget it. Look, for Don't this conversation, it. I am a guest. That's, and that's I cut that. the I cut the lights off when I leave, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so here's a random question today, guys. This is another deep one. And we'll let Aya go first. Aya, in 40 or 50 years, what do you want people to say about you? What will your legacy be? What do you want your this legacy to be? This oh. is deep. Wow. Ooh, I don't like this. You know, they ask, <laughs> women, huh? But they do ask all the grace this. So we listening great. 40, in 40 or 50 years? What I mean, I don't know. I, I have a complicated like relationship with things around like legacy and stuff like that. Because I mean, like at the end of the day, it's just like, I feel like time and just like life is so fleeting it's just like I'm not I'm like I'm more so interested in like being present and like where I'm at right now or in the very near future not in the distant future Mm because I'm just like I mean like you know the reality is as we like age or whatever it's like you know 
at some point, it doesn't really matter what I would want people to, to mm-hmm. think about, like, me after I'm dead. I'm like, I'm dead. I don't gonna care. Like, for real. Like, because once I'm out of here, I'm out of here. Yeah, and that's okay. just it. Like, I mean, like, if that's you... That's that And it's like, I guess I'm... I guess the short answer would be, like, I'm not necessarily concerned about leaving a legacy. Do Yes, do I want to contribute something yeah. to the world while I'm alive? I do. Um, but that... I'm not concerned on how long it lives um, or if it, you know, lives past my lifetime or it dies with me. Like, it's just more so like I just have to create what needs to be created that that comes out of me. Right. And if you if you fuck with it, you fuck with it. If you don't, you don't like that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of like snooze on the on the legacy carry. I'm like, I don't need to be. I mean, I hope people play my music 300 years from now. I mean, you know, it's, you know the Amazon rainforest doesn't like completely go to shit and we like oh, die man. of suffocation. Okay. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, if we make it th- 300 years, but like. Hopefully. I mean, other than that, I'm just like, all right, I'm a blip on the screen of that is the human civilization. And that, <laughs> and, that. and that's that. And that's that. I love that. All right. That's deep. Okay. Yellow one. <laughs> My legacy. Um, I just hope that if when I do my demise that it, the line is wrapped around miles and acres and like Aretha. Yes. <laughs> I hope they say that girl it was crazy, but she was funny and she That's brought so much joy to my world, and I loved her. They already gonna say you. And right, and you ain't gonna be no girl. You gonna be an old prune. <laughs> Not a prune. No girl about you know, it. You know, black don't. Crack. And they get to pull up cornbread and caviar and listen to this when I'm not here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And get something from it. Maybe me and Amaya yeah. will carry it on. Yes. Hopefully. That and me. Because I'll be with you guys. Because you only be tw- 10 years older, so yeah. you good. You're only 10 years older than them, so. You'll be in your 60s. You'll be good. <laughs> 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 I'll, be in the, look, I'll be sitting at home listening like, y'all motherfuckers better do that right now. They started that shit. Y'all better do it. <laughs> James, yeah. how about your legacy? Nah, I agree with Aya. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. Because I'm not worried about what people say about me right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to worry about what people say about me in the future either. So I live to make myself happy. Nobody else. I mean, if people say I was a hard worker, I was dedicated, that's cute. If they say he was a bitch, that's cute too. Whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I live my life how I wanted to, and that's all that matters. So, mm-hmm. so in 40 or 50 years, Kendall... You will be either 56 or 66. What do you want people to think about you at that time of your life? You'll still be relatively young, I guess. Uh, relatively. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want them to know, like, I I contributed something. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm still contributing something. Because uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave this earth and not have something someone can say, oh, he did that. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean... A lot of people say this, but give me my flowers while I'm on this side mm-hmm. and not on the other side. He'll be the young Johnny Cochran again. <laughs> what I'm trying the to reincarnation. do is I'm trying to be the first black DA of New York County. Yes. So, DA Vance, if you're listening to this, I'm coming for your seat. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to take it. Damn. <laughs> yeah, well, listen. There you have it. You heard it first there on Corbin and Caviar. From a sixth, year, I'm going to Out ride. of the mouths of babes, yes. <laughs> okay, so DA Vance... I'm coming for your seat, and when I take it, just now I'm going to run with it. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. I love that. You better say that. Yeah. Let's see. For me, in 40 or 50 years, because of 40 years, I'll be 77. <laughs> 50 years, I'll be 87. Wow. <sighs> so I plan to live that long, but you never know what tomorrow holds. Um, to disagree with Brandon and I, and more so agree with you guys, the only reason I disagree is because if we didn't have legacy, what... Martin Luther King did, Malcolm X did, what so many greats have done, Megger, Evers, all those people, even Aretha, what they did would not benefit us today. Things have changed drastically because of the legacy that people have left behind because their legacy still carries weight and it still carries um, a lot of power because it set a tone. So I do believe in legacy and I want my legacy to be definitely cornbread and caviar. I want it to be that he was a helper. He eliminated a lot of debt for a lot of people like completely he brought his people up to even playing ground with other folks because I want my people to thrive just as well as a non-minority person so that's what I want my legacy to be when I get to older I want them to have the library named after whatever you ain't got to do all that but if when people think about Ramon I want them to think that I was definitely contributing to my community to help my people be better than they were today tomorrow so that's what I would want if what I'm passionate about translate into that, translates into that, then great. Yeah. But that's not what I'm set setting out that's for. That's not what you're doing. Yeah. Right. That's I'm not, not dri- right. I'm not driven by by that. People know. So, me. right. Oh yeah, there's not a it's not a for me it's not a it's not a matter of vanity. I don't want people. Oh, no, right. Ramon Harris. I just wanted. I'm just saying. Oh, like, you would when people, love if a library was named after you. Everybody, I would. would. Everyone would, would just, especially on U of M's campus. You know, right? I would definitely <laughs> love that. Right. You know, this makes me think of that song. I was here by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah, <laughs> this whole little conversation. Is that how Beyonce sounds? No. I mean, I don't think that she is the greatest vocalist. We're not <laughs> getting a great vocalist. We're not getting into all of that right uh, now. I'm just letting you know my feelings. We know she care. good. The way I feel is my legacy. Leave me alone. I'll cut all y'all mics off. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> my friend. You know, you that's why your legacy is gonna be. You get one light skin, one of some power, and this is what they do. <laughs> exactly. That's why. I do. Wait, 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 wait. What you mean, Ain't yellow? You light skin. Too? <laughs> right. You lighter than him now. Truthfully, light skin people can call light skin people out. I guess they can. You right. You right. They sure can. That's why your legacy is going to be bitchy. See? That's fine. <laughs> That's why. That's fine. So, we're going to get into the meat now because this whole conversation is all about Aya. I hope it ain't vegan. <laughs> What's wrong with vegan? You liked the Beyond I do Burger. I like vegan. You like the Beyond you, Burger. Oh, yes. You. Speaking of vegan, all these celebrities out here talking about David. Uh, vegan but still eating chicken <laughs> <laughs> they sure to eat that Popeye's chicken sandwich they sure right <laughs> let me say this I was saying I was vegan and I got cussed up in a polite way by my friend from New York Jermichael shout out to you Jermichael if you're listening he told me I can call myself plant based and then I realized that while I'm saving money and not spending as much money because I'm going through this mortgage process that I'm trying to minimize what I spend so I eat what's free and when I cook at home I cook vegan meals for myself so I'm about I would call myself of 80 Five percent plant based mm. because you better knock that down a little bit more. 
<laughs> Let me take that down. It's like 50%. Okay, I will punch you in your kneecap. I am 85% vegan. It's not 85 anymore. In your head? No, right, I am in his head. If you were to look at everything like this week, I ate vegan meals all day except what, when I'm at for work. Lunches? I mean, let's not get it wrong. Lunches was not vegan because that's where the free food comes exactly. in. Exactly, and then you were eating cupcakes yesterday and it's... Why you be telling my business? Because you're mean, lying. I'm let's not, not get lying. it wrong. Eating meat is good. It's just where you get your meat from. Right. That's true. You got to make sure you're not getting it from uh, Walmart. Where it's injected so with stuff. <laughs> to, yeah, the last episode you were shading Walmart. Well, we got to go to Walmart and we leave here get me a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I trust so much you walk through the Valley of Shadow Death today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, I do not. It's all right. With. We on the same page about Walmart. Child. I mess with Walmart. I would rather spend $10 more per item than go to Walmart. I do. I do that too. I go to Target. Like all my facial products are Shea Moisture. I would not go to Walmart and buy Shea Moisture mm-hmm. at all. Why? Because. You just hate who Walmart? wants to go to Walmart? Go to you hate stores. the Walmart machine? Okay. I do too. Like, I'm I hate big stores. Fat white men. With <laughs> 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 rape children. And, no. <laughs> uh, no. Jeffrey Epstein. No. Boom. But he's no longer a problem. He took himself out the game. So, <laughs> he took himself out the game. Yeah, he knew what was good And then he, tra- he transferred all his money into a trust before he left. And now everybody... Smart. Smart. Like our last episode. That's like the last episode. Um, so, today's meat. We're going to do lamb with mint jelly. Uh, we haven't named our meat in a long time, but today's going to be lamb with mint jelly. <laughs> <laughs> And we are honored to have, like I said, my little sister with big accomplishments here with us today um, in the studio. And I am tremendously excited by this wonderful addition to our pantheon of cornbread and caviar guests. So today's episode is all based on her and anything she wants to talk about. And of course, we have several questions because we want to get into her business. So <laughs> we're going to get right into this. Get up into with the you. tea. I went all up into the tea. So we're going to let our little correspondent, Kendall, I said, I love saying little Kendall. We're going to let little Kendall start with the first question. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a harpist, but harpists are like dime, not a dime in a dozen, right? Like, oh, like they're not as common, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Did you have a? No, you can finish out after <laughs> the last one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, harpists. I feel like, yeah, harp harpists aren't a dime a dozen. They're not very common. Um, I'm usually one of the only harpists in the room everywhere I go, unless it's a, a harp like convention or like unless it's pre like pre planned that it was gonna be there. Um, I mean, but um, historically, Detroit and a lot of people don't know this that um, Detroit specifically has a huge um, legacy. Um, around creating harpists out of the city of Detroit with really? uh, mm-hmm. so for, yeah so for you know like Cass Technical High School you know it's like you know Premier High School Carrie you know all that bougie shit and so Cass <laughs> <laughs> not bougie I think Renaissance is bougie I mean yeah I both, understand though yeah. Both Cass <laughs> and Renaissance have the same problem to me with their like their elitism and classism and like you know it's like this weird they're fucking weird anyway <laughs> but, and, but I, I I I am a product of Cass Technical High School uh-huh. um, but 
but they have a legacy of, um, you know, just like rigor and intellectual blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. And they also have a legacy for like music and art. And so for music, like for a hundred years, you, you uh, have you heard of harp and vocal? Like, so harp and vocal is, um, an old ensemble, uh, um, where there are high school girls from, you know, soprano, first soprano, second soprano, alto, and they have student harpists and a teacher harpist and they perform together. And so that's been going on for, I want to say like 90 something, 80, 90 something years at this point. And so they have a history. Um, the harp program is actually one of the only harp program, public school harp programs that teaches, um, yeah, that, teaches in like one of the few in the country that teaches like um, city kids how to play the harp. And so Detroit has like a huge longstanding legacy of creating harpists, most of them black, um, at least more recently in the last 50 or so, 40, 50 years. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I'm (laughs) always, I've, I've... always been a fan of DPS. I mean, of course he got his shit, but you know, it's all structural. Um, so yeah. So like, that's a, that's a fun fact that a lot of people don't know. Um, yeah. So who are your, um, big influences in the harp world? Um, that's I'm, a good question. Oh my God. I have so, I, I have so many, but if a few, both my instructors, Patricia Terry Ross and Lydia Cleaver, who I studied with my entire time of playing, with the exception of the last four or so years. Um, and then, of course, the icon, Alice Coltrane, John Coltrane's wife, um, and um, Dorothy Ashby, who pioneered the harp as a formidable jazz instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Which is news to me because I didn't realize that. Yeah. I did not realize that. And I thought that was dope. Yeah, like she she really like took the harp out of his classical context. That's like a huge ethos of mine is continuing that legacy of um, continuing just like that kind of that pushing of the harp outside of like classical music into other genres, which has already been done, right, with Dorothy Ashby and jazz, and like she played R and B, she played with Stevie Wonder, she played. I, I was just listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire, like Fantasy, yeah. and she play, she played the harp on Fantasy, and I had I pulled out the record out of my out of my um, crate, and I put it on, and I was like, who played the harp on here? And I was like, <laughs> go ahead, Dorothy, you better go off. I was like, right. so can she you, was like, like, yeah. When you're listening to a song, can you pick out like the sound of a harp? Yeah, I mean, I've been playing it for so long, it's like I hear it in- instantly. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I could snap, but my nails didn't wait. But yeah, um, yeah, so those are, oh, more recent influences. Brandy Younger, she's a black woman. She's She didn't play for like Raphael Sadiq and like on Drake's album, Moses Sumney. Like, she's iconic. I, I'm obsessed with her. Um, and a homegirl of mine, she's dope. So yeah, those are some of my influences. I love At it. least for heart. I got a question. Um, What's up? How have you built your career? You know, um, child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how, like some some days I don't even know. Um, but honestly, um, building my career, I, I think what's interesting is that like while people, let me look like I had such a um, deliberate kind of way of just like moving career wise like I just didn't I think 
everything kind of, a lot of the things that I do now just started with just a simple, just taking a risk, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like for now, playing the harp, that wasn't a risk. That was, I feel like that was just not even necessarily meant to be. I don't necessarily believe that, but more so like I couldn't get out of that. Okay. Like I had no intentions of ever being a harpist, but like I was forced to be a harpist in a sense because I had to take it as a elective class and then I just kind of I fell into it and I lived for it and it was everything woody woo. Um so I think most of the like most of the most pivotal times of my life and in my career have happened when beyond the scope of what I could have perceived or imagined for myself. Um and they kind of happened almost in like a a sense of like what do you call it? Synchronicity. Mm. Um, synchron- like just kind of like it was in sync. Yeah. And just in sync with life and sync with that kind of thing, you know, and that's kind of like how I got started with just everything. But as far as like career. Yeah, that's that's basically how I how I would describe it. Pretty synchronistic. I had another question. Mm mm-hmm. um, so we've talked about your genre styling and all that. Mm-hmm. But do you have your personal favorite genre? Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. My stomach, I'm hungry. I hope the townspeople don't hear it on the air. Um, um, what's my favorite? Do I have a favorite genre? Yeah. Um, I, lo- I really love R&B. Um, mm-hmm. So I've, I, that's one of my favorites. R&B, house electronic funk soul like that which that year ranking. of R&B you know I, mm. I, 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 I was just a, on my way that's here important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it throughout the years I love how I love I love it for I love each era of R&B for different reasons yeah okay. you know and the evolution and whatever um the pushing forward but um I was just listening to Rochelle Farrell's album in the car um, on the way here. Love her. Oh my God. I was nice. listening to. Her range uh, is ignorant. Ridiculous. It's ignorant. Nasty, actually. You know. <laughs> <laughs> she can sing about absolute shit. Right. <laughs> and yell it. I'll be like, yup. Okay. Cereal. It really do stink. Right. She right. can sing about cereal. She can yeah. sing about cereal. And I would, I would cry. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But like, I would, like, Rochelle Farrell, she just has such a. She's one of the underrated. Yeah, no, Absolutely. for real. And she's like jazz, R&B, so like, mm-hmm. you know, so I was, yeah. I'm such a huge, yeah, okay. I was listening to, um, <laughs> to you, uh, what is it? To come back, till you come back to me or something like that. I can't remember yeah. the name of that one. She did that song? Too? Yeah, she did that one. Until you come back to me, the one Aretha did? Maybe, I think so. But I, I love like 90s, well, not even 90s, really so more so like 80s, 70s, like R&B, um, I, I, you know, um, and I like, I love like, I like pop music too. I mean, I kind of like a little bit of everything, but R&B station is kind of where I'm at. Okay. You know, yeah. old school Anita Baker, Tony, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the works, uh, you know, um, house music. I love house music. Um, that's kind of music that I, I'm really into as well. Um, so if you had to like. And jazz. If you had to pick like a new R and B artist that you just like love, like beyond, who would it be? Beyond love, who do I? Love? Oh my god, there's so many. Um, <laughs> who uh, could you see you playing your harp with? 
Right. That's a good question. All of them, child. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever got the most like, boy. Right. <laughs> so you're dying to be like, oh my God, we could just get together. Uh, well, we I've already it. worked with this person, but I would love to work with her again. Kalella. Um, I'm obsessed mm. with Kalella. She's great. Um, Oh, she's so, such a such I'm a spirit. See, my age has keep kept me from consuming these new artists. She, she was she was on Solange's um, mm-hmm. uh, Solange's seat at the table. She was she yeah. did. Um, he, see, he didn't listen to that. Yeah, it's though, fine. So that's the I, don't listen I mean, to it's it fine. because you people when people expose me to it, then I get like, for example, Ari Lennox. He exposed me to Ari Lennox. That was my next person. I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I started listening. Her. Did you Ari go Lennox. see her? Did you go see her? No, I I missed her, unfortunately. It was such a good concert. Yes, it oh, was. She uh, loved getting her mic. She be saying, she be like, you know, she loves, she be, she be getting her own little vibe. I love oh, her. Oh, no, she, you could tell she's a weird bitch. You know what I'm saying? She her. is. Most she's artistic weird. people are very weird. Yeah. I like the word weird. Okay, quirky. Yeah. Quirky, weird. I'm quirky. Yeah. I have, I'm definitely quirky. Because yeah. like, because then you can arise. Oh, it's a negative connotation. That's true. Mm-hmm. What what is normal? What is normal? Yeah, that's true. And I think that artistic people are the ones who are bringing more to life and leaving. Ooh, that would be great though. A little Ari Lennox. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on that. Y'all talking about weird and shit, and I'm over here like, yeah, yeah, Ari Lennox. I was, yeah, Ari Lennox. Um, oh, you got a manager? No, I don't. Let's get you set I up. I manage my own self. I manage my own self, unfortunately. Hey. Fortunately. Let's your big brother get you set up with Ari Lennox. You know what I'm saying? Let me get you set oh up. God, I'll so only bad. take 80% and leave you a little 20 for yourself. Oh, see, no this problem. Is, see, this is where I get off the start. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I done okay. fucked up already. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Talking about 80%. I'll be telling Alita and Davis that those are two of my friends who are very good vocalists. Yeah. Um, I'll be telling them, I'll be your manager. Just give me a little 50%. No big deal. They'd be like, fuck you. But like, I wouldn't try to do it anyway. But yeah. just to insert here, this is a good time to say that I would really like to put on a showcase of all the local artists like you, Davis, Alita, all the people in Detroit who are just so many people. Yeah. Like put on something really great for people to just showcase their talent. I think that would be so dope. And we definitely need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when the summer, when the winter hits, because we need something that we can do inside where it's warm but still be a vibe, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Let me know. Okay. All right. So my turn for a question. Mm -hmm. When you are performing, do you have an alter ego? Like Sasha Pierce. Uh, nah, I, I wouldn't say I have an alter ego. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's kind of like what you see, what you get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I all day. Every okay. Day. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, I feel like though performance and like you know that kind of uh, getting lost in the moment can bring certain things out of you that you didn't like anticipate. Right. Um, but for the most part, it's like what you see, what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that, and I think that I used to be a very fine pianist back in the day, but I started playing a game called adulthood, <laughs> and I stopped playing piano. But when I was, I was such a good pianist at that time, and. Um, I will get so lost, especially in the third movement of the Moonlight Sonata. Uh-huh. It's so powerful and you just get lost. I mean, like, as that we're not, there will be times where I'll literally be just like tears coming down my face. I knew I was fucking it up, like, in a good way. And it was so powerful for me as an artist at that time. It was like, and you just be like, wow. It's I just cathartic. Did that. Yeah, it's so cathartic. cathartic. And you know what? I just think we just had a good 
observation. The things that I've been going through, I need to get back to my music for real, for real, because it's so cathartic. Piano was beautiful. My sax is beautiful. My trombone is beautiful. I think I need to really put myself back into the space of my arts, like acting and, and music, because acting makes me feel really good. Art, music makes and me feel good. And you do a good, good job acting. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll talk more about that in a minute. <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a minute. I mean, <clears throat> yes. So, uh, oh, you're so late. I know. I'm, not, I'm early, actually. <laughs> no, so, like, you were formally trained. So, I do have a question for you. Like, do you plan back to get more? Plan to go back to get more degrees? Do you like want to do whole master situation? Um, no, not really. I think, I think more, more. I don't know. Uh, music school is a is a totally different ball game than like. I mean, probably going for like another like humanities. Or like, yeah, you know, it's, it's psychology. Just, yes, it is completely. It's, it's buck wild. Like I can't <laughs> it's competitive. I, I feel like I was the most stressed out in school trying to play music and like yeah. it was also like I wasn't being true to my to what I really wanted to do because. Mm-hmm. Oops, excuse me. I on one, I didn't, I didn't know what I exactly wanted to do and what was possible for me. Um, and two, it was just I wasn't in that space where classical music brought me like some sort of like joy yeah. or internal joy. It was yeah. more so like get the technique, get it right, so I can like you know keep the scholarship. Yeah, and we'll, right. it was all of these other factors that was sat on top of like my natural musicality. Yes. And I think for me, after I got out, I spent like well, I graduated in 2014. 2019 now so like for the last five years I've, I feel like in even the last year so I'm finally starting to kind of get a sense of who I am and like what I want to do and how I want to do it musically because I spent like three at least three four years like out here spiraling caring out here um I stopped playing for like a year basically um and so I don't see myself going back to school for music, not for no masters, because I'm like, if the main thing was like, I wanted to go to school because that, well, actually, I didn't really want to go to school, but because it was supposed to do. And I was like, and I was already good at music. So I was just like, ah, fine, I'll do this. But, and then after it was just kind of like, I never want to do that again. Um, I was like, I wanted to go to it, it. It was like I went to school so I could like make a living, and I was just like, "But ain't nobody? I mean, hiring? I mean, people ain't no orchestras hiring or like harpists right now because all of them seats are full, basically. Right. And if they, if you know, and the people that are in those orchestra seats die in those orchestra seats, they don't be going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And also, I was like, I didn't want to sit in the pit for the rest of my life. Sure. So I was just sure. like, girl, I want to do my own little thing. I'm a singer. Like, I want to sing. I want to play. I want to do all these things. But I, it was also just like being in that space was. Very, it was a very narrow sense of like possibility and trajectory for you if you went to music school it was like oh get into this like ensemble and make a lot of money and get benefits da, da, da. or and then you have to freelance or teach on the side and I was right. just like girl pay all of that like I don't <laughs> want to do that like that's just not that's not my shush that's not the way yeah. I live that's not that's also don't bring me in the spaces that I really want to be in. I'm like, I'm not trying to be in no bougie, snooty ass or like white, white spaces like okay. that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Be an authentic environment that represents you. Yeah. That also like, isn't based on like these, like com- these note notes of like 
just sheer competitiveness, competitiveness and like where they just starve you of like natural like creativity. It's just kind of buck wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts, and because it's like it's, musicians, people who are artistic, and I know because I was when I, I'm a trained left brain, but I'm naturally right brain, mm-hmm. and you you try to we we are the best way I can describe us is if you were to take a paintbrush and just splat it on the wall. That's us. We're everywhere, mm-hmm. but you try to put us into this little neat square and paint us in that little neat square that's not where we exist we exist here there we exist everywhere and school does that to us it puts us in this little narrow bitty box exactly it can't do that to us and so you know school was hard for me because I know that because I'm more right brain I learned differently I thought I had a learning disability I'm like well shit am I stupid what's going on yeah yeah, yeah. but it's not that it's just that I was uh, uh, pursuing things that did not Yield to my natural talents and ability, so I can completely understand where you would, where you, how you feel. Would you recommend, like, to a budding musician? Would you tell them go get a degree? Um, I mean, you know, that's a personal choice for everyone. I actually had a conversation with um, a young harpist who was a senior at Cast Tech, and um, she was graduating to go to Wayne State, uh, where I went, and. Um, she had time old man. <laughs> I slept in there. You don't understand. I practically lived in there. I lived on campus and I lived in that room. If I would have just I could have lived in that room. You didn't got to have your <laughs> it was, I mean like literally literally like when I first got there, it was like four harpists, four stu- four harpists in there and then like they all graduated and then it was like two me and this other person and then for like two years it was one I was the only one I was the only one in the faculty so I'd be up in there chilling you know whatever doing whatever but anyway um, I just had a conversation recently with a young harpist who was graduating and she was just asking me you know blah 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 I mean she had already been like accepted so it wasn't a question of like whether or not she was gonna go it was just more so what to expect but to back up a bit I would say if you I would just really be clear about your intentions. Like if you're going to teach, I would recommend personally, if you're going to, if you're trying to like be a te- music teacher, it's, that's kind of just the way you have to, have I mean, not systemic. I mean, you can, you could, you could teach without a formal degree, but if if you want to teach in a certain setting, then that would, that would change your, you know, your needs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um, if you just want to play music, if you want to be a performer, then and not necessarily be a part of an orchestra or like any type of like, what do you call it, institution that sure. that school tends to funnel through. I wouldn't recommend spending your money mm-hmm. um, to be a performance major. I mean, honestly, all the like you could just learn from a teacher, like you know, and just do it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So really, a degree is not needed to be a working musician necessarily. I mean, if you're good, you're good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not it's what not about necessary. The aspect of it though, for the the I didn't learn shit <laughs> in school about business. Like, I didn't take any music business classes as a performance major. They were just like music theory. You got all these you got all these pieces of music to learn. You got boop 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 boop. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you do. You just produce. And like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a, 
you know, financial literacy of any kind. It was just kind of like, all right, sis, you know how to play harp, go. Go <laughs> be free. It wasn't. Give us and, our coin. I mean, and Peace. that's also like part of like, it's also what's tricky for harpists, right? It's like harps are usually one in an orchestra or maybe two, mm-hmm. but usually just one, right? So you have to think like, I, w- I felt really isolated in school, like being one of the only harpists in an in a entire faculty of like hundreds of students. Right. 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 So. Um, so when you think about it, it's like a harp. It, harpists are like marginalized in the space. It's so yes. like so yes. if you think like, OK, you know, piano players are a dime a dozen saxophone singers. Yeah. They all over the place, you know, but harpists, it's like it's very it's a very narrow I literally own no side. one. Yeah, it's like a very narrow. Which is you, right? <laughs> it's like a very narrow, like trajectory for harpists that you know you that basically all harpists have to chart their own path. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And that's what I've had to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is wow. So it's not like a, a foundation, like I mean, having. Um, they have shit like that, but I mean, like, I mean, they have like, you know, the Detroit Harps. I mean, not Detroit, but uh, they have the American Harp Society. Like, we have like things that inst- certain institutions that connect harpists together, but also most of them are like all oh, white women, you know, like, <laughs> that 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 don't know who just found out who Cardi B was last week. You know? oh, <laughs> it's kind of. Are you gonna change that narrative? I mean. I'm just gonna do me, and if it changes some Period. shit around, <laughs> like I mean, Period. like I, I mean, my whole ethos is bringing it out of classical music and also reclaiming the harp as a black woman, like yeah. the harp as a African diasporic instrument, right? The harp is an ancient instrument, and it's been all over the world, but you know, it's also based in, in you know, in like the continent of Africa, um, forms of them, and you know, it's an African diasporic instrument. And so, me, rec- what does it look like reclaiming that as a black woman, reclaiming that from like a, be, the harp being associated from like white womanhood, right? Um, and also reclaiming it, it as just like this, like this simply like be- just beautiful like soft instrument it can be you know dynamic and like put in these different ways and 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 make something new or original or something like that you know mm-hmm. that's kind of what i wa- want to do now it, whether that translates and people understand it as that is not that's on me right. right it's not on that's me i would be down for like a good Urban hip hop beat with a harp. That would be so fucking beautiful to me. It's like, been done. Uh-huh. Cassie, have you ever heard Cassie's first album? I have. Just one night to be with you again. That uh, that uh, that was uh, just one night by Cassie. Mm-hmm. Brandy Younger actually played the harp. She and they like put it on a hip hop beat. You gotta play it. It's it's lit. You guys, so you guys, but the harp community, you guys, we pretty much know almost everybody in the harp community because it's so small. You kind, I mean, yeah, you kind of know of people. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, in a rush to be every harpist bitch friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, we found a harpist bitch friend. <laughs> like, I mean, but I'm not in a rush to be anybody friend. But, okay, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but, like, I mean, right, it's, you know, fictive kinship is a thing. But, like, absolutely. So, like, 
But yeah, we all kind of know of each other. It's just like that that niche, that community, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. black, black harpers. You kind of all kind of yeah. know each other or you find each other at, yeah. right. you know, one degree of separation. Right. It's like, oh, right. you played a harp. Oh, And it's okay. competitive as hell. Like, I can imagine because if you were looking for a job, you're like, okay, that's a harpist. That's a harpist. It's a couple of us in the area. It's competitive because they only need one. <laughs> and it's like two or three of us, maybe. But but I think since it's like, since, I mean, the harp, I feel like it's like maybe 10 harpists that's in the metro Detroit area if that um, that perform regularly mm-hmm. and it's it's wild because um, it I mean it's wild because it's like yeah it's a few, only a few of us or whatever and they get to, they have to pick one but also this city is actually pretty big and metro Detroit is, is huge mm-hmm. and it's always a need for more harpists mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you can get overwhelmed pretty quickly with gigs if you get in the in that in the right yeah, yeah if mode. you get that right mode. But for me, I don't. I'm definitely not the one that likes to work super duper hard. I'm very much so not that one. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because you <laughs> want like to be overworked. Your life because working hard really will take you to a different place. And I like to I like to enjoy life. I like to breathe. Mm-hmm. When you're working hard, you're constantly on the ground. Especially when you're working for someone else, you're not working for yourself. It's very Ooh. diminishing, mm-hmm. if you will. So. Yeah, I mean that nine like I worked nine to fives like throughout my life, and just that shit was stressful. So why would I quit That's just to be just as stressed? Like girl, okay. it's not that. It's not that <laughs> right. for me. Right. Like right, right. So would you say the the harp is an underrated instrument. Oh, severely. Because, I mean, like, the truth is the the modern harp has only been around for the last 300 years, right? And a lot of... Comp- ago, right? In the States. Well, no, like, just oh. the modern harp, like, the the pedal harp, the one that I play, like, right. that that con- particular construction has only been around oh, um, wow. for, like, 300 years. I think the first one came out in, like, 1701 or something. Oh. Uh, with a the pedal action. With a that lot of pedals. Rhythm. So, a lot of people, they were writing very, if they were writing at off of the harp, they were writing very simple parts. Or, you know, they were given piano parts that people had to pick apart and, like, you know, yeah. fix. Um but with the advent of the pedal harp, it's like 1701 on, people started like it, it gave the harp, it took the harp and, and made it like more musically like uh, capable to do a, and more dynamic. Right, and so right. people, more people started writing for the harp. But of course, even like fucking Tchaikovsky and the Nutcracker can't write a harp part for shit. So like you know, <laughs> right, every right. time we played a Nutcracker, isn't if you looked at the music for the harp on the Nutcracker sheet music, it would it would it's never what any harpist Absolutely. in life plays and okay. so like that thing it's that thing where like it's underrated because one people don't study it right a lot of people don't study it also people don't know how to like compose for it because they don't understand how it works right even now wow. <laughs> right um all right yeah so We've talked a lot about the heart, okay. but let's get into some other work that you do. Let's talk about Femme Queen Chronicles. Hey. So can you just please tell us what Femme Queen, Femme Queen Chronicles is, what the storyline is, what um, made you want to create a YouTube series? Uh, so Femme Queen Chronicles, is, I mean, long story short, logline is, um, it's just about four black trans women navigating uh, love, life, shade, and trade in Detroit. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, love, love, life, shade, and trade. Come on. Um, um, you know, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of like comedic, whatever. Um, and it's really just a story of like friendship, fam- you know, and like family, mm-hmm. and something that is, you know, based 
in relationships between like black trans women okay. primarily like men are a part of it but they're more tangential right. um that was a huge part of like the reason i wrote it the way i wrote it um okay. but as you said like what's what was like the inspiration for creating it yeah um i mean i didn't really have any intentions of ever doing a film i was like like i said the most pivotal times of my life and my career happened just kind of synchronistic um and I it was more so like it was born out of just this um this moment or these moments that I've had with the girls in Detroit where um you know we just be talking about like our lives and how we grew up and the funny shit that we just used to get into growing up being like mm-hmm. trans in the city and like thinking about all those times those instances and those like um experiences that we went through like they were just really they were really funny sometimes heartbreaking sometimes like really weird and quirky um but that was kind of like the ethos for it It was just like first of all i'm tired of all these like trans characters in these shows where the writers aren't trans or depicted right right right. how they're depicted we just and also i'm tired of like the inundation of like these tragic stories however you know valid and true and necessary that they you know to raise awareness on around like the trans women of color being you know murdered and Mm -hmm. i wanted a a bit of relief from that right Mm -hmm. and i wanted something fun and like lighthearted and quirky and cute and fab right yeah um because i was just like yeah and so i pitched it to detroit narrative agency who then was like oh this is fab you know detroit narrative agency they support emerging filmmakers from detroit that are born and raised or uh you know lived in detroit for a long time and to support them like right um making a film a short short films or whatever about detroit um that you know because most of the stories you hear about Detroit are from people coming from outside this That's kind right. of voyeuristic standpoint right. and like That's coming right. from the outside coming you know to you know pilfer whatever they can from mm-hmm. you yeah. and like you know spend their own they shit they go back out of our communities and, and act a fool right. yeah right, right. <laughs> typical right so yeah so that's kind of how it was that was the inspiration I live now how does your work comment or on uh, current social and political issues um, I think it just comments on one black trans women's like authority over telling stories. Like I think um we have like quite a few black trans like filmmakers or whatever, but I think it's just more so um Film Queen Chronicles kinda speaks to the power of like black trans women taking ownership over their own stories and telling them in the way that they want to tell them, telling better jokes than cis people that think they're funny. Like <laughs> talk about you know, when they talk shit about trans people, you know, we can talk about ourselves better. Um, and like yeah, in more funnier and like witty ways as opposed to, you know, I don't know. Not to get shady. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to get shady. Go, yeah, 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 go yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. All the shady girls. <laughs> what is it that you want um Fem Queen Chronicles to communicate to people who consume your show? Um I think ultimately I think I want people to kind of just receive receive I'm I'm not totally sure because I'm like I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking about if I even really 
care that much. I <laughs> like I'm just kind of okay. like yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of like I Something. I just have a story to tell. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? And it's not just about me, right? Right. Um but if anything, I just want people to I want people to enjoy themselves and because mainly it's for the girls. Like I'm not I'm making it specifically for the girls. Now if you enjoy it otherwise, That's fine. Cute, right? It's cute for you, you know, write it in your journal. <laughs> um, you know, but it's mainly as long as I think I really want the audience it's intended for to just receive it, um, critique it, um, um, interpret it and create something from that you know i want i want to inspire i want to i want other creators to create as a reference point Mm -hmm. you know yeah because it's more authentic coming from you because you know your community better than someone who's not a part of the community creating about your community and yeah and i mean like and i don't and i don't even want to say i assume to know that much better like i know you know what i'm saying i'm a black trans woman but i'm one of like you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands who have a, I just have a particular viewpoint and a right. view of life. So I, I know certain things, certain things are like common a, across us, but I know I'm just not, I'm just one girl, <laughs> you know, and I cannot articulate even, you know, with, with, I can't articulate the trans experience. Right. For the right. whole body of everybody. Mm-hmm. Only you, what you've yeah. experienced. Yeah. I'm just a facet of that contributing yeah. to the ethos, the ether mm-hmm. of yeah. like creativity yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I personally really enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the writing of each character because I've yet to see the development of each character. I particularly enjoyed Tristan. Um, oh God, he's really handsome. And I why think. did you enjoy Tristan? He's very handsome. I mean, he, Tristan is so cute. Like, oh, because you, you played him. Because you played him. Oh, because you played. Somebody too. She's so more. full of herself. <laughs> no, but honestly, the honestly. So when I read the part of Tristan, so I uh, um, and Bri- oh wait a minute, you in this? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he is. Okay, but say, I mean, like, I'm getting to. I can. I'm about to talk about it. (laughs) Okay, all right. I particularly like acting. Tristan, (laughs) Tristan. So he plays a character that he's a boyfriend of one of the main characters. What's the main character? That's Amira. Amira, and I like the fact that he's really complex because he and it's complex because on or rather. Let me just give you an example. For ex- for instance, um, Tristan would would be the is Tristan is in corporate America. He kind of lives in this other world um, that seems counterproductive or just counter or opposing to Amira's life and the way that she lives it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, and so that creates a bit of tension between how Tristan navigates in the world, um, especially you know with the fact that he knows that he's with a trans woman. So he it's, has two different lifestyles. Well, one corporate, and I mean, well, not really two lifestyles, but so he he work and his friends and family and all that and social knows him. 
totally different than the person that he's in love with. Well, not exactly. Okay. They they are aware of who he's dating. The people are not, it's not that he's living like a second life or a secret life. It's Mm -hmm. more so just like when you have two people who have two different fields, who work in two different fields, they have a different set of of friends or like community or whatever. And so what I was saying is that Tristan, with him working in like corporate, you know, um, working a kind of almost like a straight lace kind of blue, what, a, what is it, white collar, blue water? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you know, very much in a box the way he lives. Right. It's a certain, it's a certain kind of thing or like um, dynamic there where Amira has a different relationship to the, you know, to her work and like what she does mm-hmm. without giving okay. too much, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes mm-hmm. perfectly good sense. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about, well, the inspiration behind each of the four main characters and then tell us a little bit about their personality and who they are. Uh, so each of the, so for, with the exception of one, the majority of practically all of the characters are based a bit off of the the people that are casted to play them. Um, so, for instance, um, Chanel is based off of um, Chanel's. That character is based off of me. They are this. Um, she's. I would say. I would say this without giving too many adjectives. Um, Chanel is that type of person that does what she wants and like pretty carefree. Very. Um, very very deliberate and carefree um sometimes with to the detriment of like other people around her <laughs> Chanel is like me if i carried 24/7 <laughs> um so like she she's a go-getter um she does what she wants she's fab mm-hmm. you know in that sense um uh Paige's character Erica they she's the type of person who would um who would pray and steal a cake <laughs> uh, um she's the type of person who is really concerned with climbing a ladder um material stability um, um very much so kind of the meek and mild girl that 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 may want to just that sometimes just doesn't want to be seen, but, but kind of blend in. Sure. Um, but has some has some kick to her. Um, Amira, her characters is well. One, she's a social justice like organizer, um, and she is she does a lot of um, work throughout the Detroit area who that um, that supports the community and she's very community based. Um, and Siobhan is very, also very community based. Um, and she's a show, show girl, sex worker, kind of like mother figure to all of the girls. And, um, she kind of just does her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if that, if that, yeah, sums it up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. that's absolutely perfect. That's a great description of them. So, um, what's next for FQC or what's your goal? Uh, my goal is to just finish um, 
the first season, get into production or whatever. Um, as far as what's next, we've been taking it around the festival circuit. It's been shown all over, like over across the country. Yeah, that's um, why she's been so busy. Part of why she's been so busy. Oh my god, uh, it's been shown <laughs> everywhere. It's been shown here, New York, Chicago, LA. Um, uh, Atlanta. Responding to oh my God, they love it. They're like, where's the second episode? They're like be- beating down my Instagram. Like, where can I see it? Da, 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 da. <laughs> so like, it's kind of buck wild with the, but like, it's it, if it's affirming that I'm in the right direction. It's my very first film that I ever done, done my very first script I ever written, and of course, like. Of course, you know, after in hindsight, I realized some of the mistakes I've made that I can, you know, then go back and try again. Um, but it's been received very, very, very well. It's been shown in Montreal. Both, both community and community and like people outside of community. Right. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of trans people don't go to film festivals um, and that and that's on the film festival, if you ask me. Um, yeah. How, but, so I've been getting a lot of good reception from them, but also the community, which is most important. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, as far as what's next, we just got grant a grant, a $5,000 grant from Sundance um, Institute to do a writer's retreat to finish writing all of the scripts, uh, the, the remaining episodes script-wise. And we are having, I think we have about 90% of the writers on the team are black trans women. Love that. Wow. That's um, that's, that's it's about amazing. nine, amazing. I think about nine of us and about seven of us are uh, black trans women with two black cis women mm-hmm. on the, on the, uh, on the docket. And um, so, yeah, that's what's, that's what's, that's what's cool. That's what I'm looking forward to. We're going to have a retreat next month. It's going to be cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, but we're also in talks with a couple production companies that could executively produce it and get it done. I don't know what, what medium I'm going to use. I'm not sure if it's going to be YouTube or whatever. Um, it's like my next question. Did you want to take it to the mainstream? <sighs> I have a complicated relationship with mainstream. <laughs> I love that. Um, Why though? Um, mainstream. That's a big. That's huge. I mean, yeah, like, but it's uh, for for whom and for what reasons and at what right. expense. And then you know become what I'm a saying? slave to right. something right. too. Like because when you know, especially it's you have to be careful because I what I'll say this for me, mass appeal is not my. It's not my judge. I'm not consumed with wanting to be massively appealing to white mainstream people that where where all the money is per per se. Um, I need money just like everybody on that set needs money. Um, And like we need to get it done. And however, that it's it it is a certain cap to mainstream where it become where it becomes not yours anymore and it yep. becomes this thing and this kind of uh it becomes a slave to like white consumer. white it taste becomes a slave to the consumer. right yeah right um, what was good for you exactly and that's not what i'm interested in absolutely do i want it to be well received yes would i like it to be you know popular i mean if it means that i can get the needs of my community met, so be it. Um, it just has to have, I, I just know I have to have a very, I have a very particular like ethos around mm-hmm. how, because FQC is my baby now. It's a different thing if I have like another idea that I can kind of like throw to the girls and be like, okay, we yeah. can let this be mass appealing, but right. this is very near and dear to me. And you do have to protect it. I exactly. Agree. You have to protect your work. It's like, I protect 
cornbread and caviar. It's my baby. I have exactly. to really protect it from everything I can. And uh, if you see a train wreck coming, you want to avoid it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. So that's that's awesome. Um, let's shift gears a little bit again. We're going to talk about uh, TSOCP. Yeah, yeah. So I know you work with my wife. Bree Rivera. I mean, I don't know if I should call her my wife anymore because she's officially married now. And I don't want her husband to beat me up, but. Um, okay, because he'll catch a flight. Okay. Uh, a quick oh. flight. Okay. Oh. Um, I'm a non factor. I'm just her <laughs> husband for the fun of it. Um, <laughs> but tell, tell the people about the organization and what the organization's goal is. Uh, so Transistors of Color Project is an organization that services um, and impacts the lives of trans women of color in the city of Detroit. Um, the, uh, I am one of the co-founding members, the founding, one of the founding mothers um, when it started in 2015. And one of the goals, the main goals was to just help the girls survive and and um, whichever way that that looks like, whether it was paying sure. someone rent, getting someone's name changed, getting a passport, um, taking them somewhere. So it was almost in a sense, originally it was, we wanted um, a, a, a kind of combination of like rapid response and um, like a, a actual physical space, like a, a house or a something haven, like a yeah. safe haven, like a, that space, right? Yeah. Um, now I... Although FQC is in partnership and a part of Transistors of Color Project, I've mainly been just kind of, um, I've mainly been just kind of taking, taking the lead on FQC and like, so it, it's a bit, it's a bit siloed. So I'm not as in tune with the day-to-day operations of TSOP currently. So I kind of just like manage FQC and like in partnership with TSOP, if that makes sense. It does make plenty of sense. Okay. It does. So can you, because I've always wanted to know this. Uh-huh. Um, what's the typical journey of a transgender female? Like right. can you give us like a personal... As far as... Like their everyday. Like what, not only what they go through, but like... What was your journey transitioning into transgender? Um, I can Brief, speak briefly. Some. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's going to be long. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, well, Back in 1990. Let me see. It's from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, I could just speak. I can't speak for everyone else. So I'll just speak for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess growing, like growing up, I, I didn't transition until I was almost I was about 18 almost. Oh, you waited till you was like Like 17. Yeah, I was about 17 when I, like, I think I was about 16, 17 when I started, like, kind of like wearing more like feminine of center, like clothing, whatever, whatever, things associated with more with women and girls. Um, But I guess my journey kind of was always, I guess, the theme of it was that I was never, I never really identified as a boy. I never subscribed to a boyhood per se, but I also, at the time, I didn't, I did, I wouldn't say girlhood, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I was kind of in like this weird space of, you. yeah, I was just kind of yeah. me and like, you know, the, 
you know, as you grow up, you learn what what is and what isn't, and cre- you know, right. and categories and labeling and all of those right. things. So I had to essentially, what I would like to say, um, I had to put on a costume, right? Because it was I was not in a space where I could be my true self and like in a safe way, right? right? Because when you are assigned male at birth and you grow up. And, like, people try to, like, put you in, like, these categories or whatnot. And I kind of, I just wasn't really with it. And But I had to put on it. I had to act in costume, in a sense, to just get through life, right? And actually, the harp was one of the ways that I was able to access like my femininity when I was, when I started playing at like 14, 15 oh, wow. in a safe way where they, people didn't question my gender, but it was, it felt like it, I got to express something beautiful and like, um, and dynamic in this like really tangible way that was appeasable to, and like likable for people in a way where people wouldn't like give me that much shit because I play the harp because it was like oh that you know that nigga play the harp you right, know right. oh they bad <laughs> so then you kind of like bypass some of the like the bullshit a bit because you you know yeah. and, and that's unfortunately the way people work but um, then I transitioned when I was like seventeen and I started hormones at eighteen. Because my family, I grew up in a Baptist family. You know how that whole oh. thing goes, right? If you queer, if you're trans, you know the you know the vibe. So I don't need to explain that. But like, I had finally got to a space when I went to college where I could get away from my family for a while, even if for a short amount of time, and actually like interrogate who I was and like and to practice being who I am authentically. And so that's kind of like where I started. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. I love yeah. that you said I can get away. Basically, you had to steal away and you interrogated. That the the phrasing there was just beautiful for me. It, it really resonated with me because interrogating who you are, I'm questioning myself, I'm researching, I'm I'm I'm, I'm fact finding, I'm looking for who I am. I'm interrogating my true self, who I really am authentically, which I think is wow. That's deep. I mean, seriously, that just that just moved me a little bit. Because I didn't actually get to really into transgender until we did that photo shoot. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I remember. Like, I told David like, "Who finna be do what now? We doing what? Right. Like, I don't know." And then when I I came with him, and I was just like, "Oh my god! Like, it's a totally different world. Like, really? The photo shoot was dope too, but it was just like, wow." And what with, the, with David? Yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a, it was a, yeah, it was a photo, photo shoot, shoot mm-hmm. that I came along with, with mm-hmm. and helped him with. It was, it was dope. And then, of course, I, well, then this goes back to what you said. Pose, although I don't know, Pose is not actually produced by people who are transgender, except maybe, I don't know, Dominique or... Uh, some of the writers. Some of the writers. Some of the writers, 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 writers are transgender. Durant and directed a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that show? Uh, you know, I... I like it. Um, I have some critiques, but I mean, yeah. you know, it's you know, it's art. You know, you yeah. put it out there, it's gonna get it's critiqued. Someone's vision, right? Yeah. It's somebody's vision. Um, yeah. I like it. I think it's. I think it's definitely timely. Mm-hmm. I think yes. that it's it it's quality storytelling. I think it's quality. Um, Are they depicting vis- it? Visuals. Okay. I mean. I'm not from that era, right? Because okay. it's it's almost like um, 
post it's like a period piece. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I'm like I came out in like the the two, the the two thousands. Like yeah. you know, I'm like two thousand tens. This that this right. this era is like my era, and maybe like a little bit before. Right, but. Yeah, that was from like yeah the eighties nineties ish, um, in New York. So I I, yeah. I I feel like they depict the trans characters very well, um, and, um overall, um as far as just like it, it, as the experience of being trans. Um, however, I do think there is some like issues where like the at the intersections of like race. Mm-hmm. Um, colorism, things mm-hmm. of that nature, um, and that I think can be critiqued. Um, yeah, yeah. But overall, I think it's a solid, solid, necessary work. It's done so much for the community, is particularly in New York. Yeah, um, right. giving the like the all those yeah the ball scene. Not everybody's in the ballroom scene. And, exactly. Right. It's it it definitely has hired a lot of trans folk right to be a part of yeah, that process which is powerful yeah it's powerful it, it, mm-hmm. it's an ethos too which I really do appreciate about Pose yeah. mm-hmm. so and it and it's like it's kind of that's kind of where FQC and Pose kind of par- parallels in yeah. that respect of just like that that storytelling yeah and it's aspect. taught Maria Renee a lot about even though just being exposed to that watching Pose and then we had Imani on mm-hmm. yeah was, I Imani. love her she's yeah. iconic I was just texting her earlier yeah. I, I absolutely <laughs> she's love everything. her I, I, she I a hope kid. she will come back. She is. Oh, she is a kid. We should come back together. Yeah. Oh, I would love. Yes. That. Yeah. Yes. We could do a. We could do a two girl special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Two girl That'd special. be cute. Yes. yes. I would love for both y'all to come. So that that works for me. Now, when you were transitioning, uh-huh. did did you get flack or did people tell you that it was a phase? That it wouldn't last long, that you would change your mind, or even if you like initially started wearing more feminine style garments, did people look down on you and be like, "Oh, you gonna grow out of that?" Um, I don't think so. I I'm not, I don't think people. I don't think maybe maybe in my in the reserves of my brain, okay. it's like a memory, <laughs> or just a memory, like, "Oh, right, you know, like, it's gonna oh, be a baby. phase," and I'm like, right. "Girl, pay it." Okay. But like, <laughs> But no, I don't remember ever having a, a, an experience where people were like, "Oh, you're gonna grow out of it." It's a phase. Mm-hmm. I think for my for my transition specifically when I like came out, a lot of people I did get flack, right? Yeah. But also it was a lot of like that makes so much sense. Okay. They were like I get it. Okay. Like that's what it was. It was like I knew like, it wasn't. I put my thick, finger on it, but right. I knew you wasn't. But I'm. Okay. Okay. Like, that but, makes sense. That and makes then I, you know, of course, then you still get flack because of transphobia. But right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But also, the, the on the flack part, um, you know, it was kind of, um, it wasn't that jarring for me because people have already read, like, even when I, you know, before pre-transition, people often would cut, I would walk into spaces and people would assume I was like either like a stud, like a stud lesbian, mm-hmm. or you know, or they would they'd be like, oh, who done brought the fish up in here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like my nickname when I used to go up to the loft, remember yes. uh, downtown yes. above Nikki's? Yes. Uh, Jonathan used to call me. They, uh, Jonathan used to call me Ballhead Fish. So everybody yeah, in the office, fish. everybody in the office when I was like 14, 15, I didn't even know what any of this shit meant. Like, <laughs> this was like my introduction into like ballroom culture and like all okay. that stuff. Yeah. So like, I was just like, 
Who, why are you calling me fish? Like, right. what is what that? Is it was because they they perceived me as a you know they they knew I was trans. You know right. they they knew I was a woman before I right. knew knew right. you right. know whatever. So you know whatever. And so yeah, I think I had a lot like on the flack end. Me and my mom and my family fell out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, like for at least like six months to a year, and um. But after a while, she kind of like the family just came to to accept it. it. They paid it. It's like okay, girl. Like I think it was also because like I was the baby, Mm. right? And I was the baby, and I was like actually doing pretty good despite you know, like compared to my other family members at the time so I guess they were like oh well I mean she rocking it so right, I right. guess that, like I mean I think it's usually the right passage though once yeah. you okay. yeah, I was. it worked for her but there's a lot of people that hold their own and their family is still like mm, right. they pay, yeah they, no. it's bug wild like right, it really absolutely. just depends I think my family was just kind of like alright like they were like well she playing a harp she still she making money she got a job she yeah, she, asking me for she going on she, right she ain't asking me for shit <laughs> right so uh, she traveling, she going, she playing for whatever, you know, right. she doing her thing. It so bragging rights at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, oh, you know, you know, people change. Okay. <laughs> you know how humans be. Right. <laughs> I love oh, goodness. Yeah, I, I used to be like, well, I'm still feminine, but I used to be a lot more feminine than I am now. Like full face, no facial hair. I would have my little maxi dress on with a pair of pumps. Yeah. Through the mall, you know, and. Everyone always assumed that I was going to transition because of that. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, and I always was like, "No, I don't. I don't feel like a a woman or what society views to be a woman. Right. I'm just me. Yeah. I'm cute. I'm fish. I'm like, you know that. You push I, I, through. Okay. I always pump through. You know, it was always a cute little set and everything. So, but that was something that aggravated me and made me realize how close-minded people are. Yeah. Was just because I had on a garment that is typically what a woman would wear based on what society says, now I want to transition. Yeah, exactly. So, and my mom has always, like, my family, well, some of them have always been cool with my sexuality. Yeah. But when I started to wear, like, women's clothing and a little makeup, that's what my mom was like, uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh. Uh, it's my, that's why it's where my people little, boundaries right, come, up, come up at you be like oh for real okay. right how you gonna set boundaries for me right your personal boundaries you can't set them for me too this is my life right yeah it was a mess mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. totally feel that oh where are we at oh it's my turn so <laughs> would you say that Femme Queen Chronicles is a form of activism um yeah I don't like to brand it as a activist kind of mm-hmm. venture or like because uh, I don't like to brand myself as an activist mm-hmm. I don't really like the uh, the concept of branding right. anyway but that's just the word that most people understand right um but I mean I guess it is mm-hmm. I mean like it I mean and it's simple just black trans women telling black trans shit right. and doing right. it the way we want to do it right um so I guess it could be a form of activism right um it's empl- employs the girls mm-hmm. um which is beautiful yeah um, That's right. I wish I had more money so I could employ more <laughs> and like yeah. on a consistent basis but um I think it can be it could be considered mm-hmm. that I would I wouldn't be opposed um I just try to make sure I just do the work that I need to do right and hope that it impacts people well, in ways that need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, what things have T Scope um, accomplished over the years? Oh my God. I'm like, I can't even. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, they have definitely supported people in moving. 
they the, the impact and I I want to say I want to be clear about the impact is most important. Like we don't get a lot of like visibility, but it, but the reality is is that we've we've conceded vis- visibility for like community impact, and so I know a lot of the girls who could speak and you know and you know could speak to the the amount the breadth of the work that they do um regardless of like like I said helping people move getting names changed providing spaces to facilitate like bonding like they just went to a retreat they're on a retreat I think the last day um the last day of the retreat is today so they're gonna leave tomorrow uh, where they just literally going up there to key and bond um going on trips um speaking on panels, um, finding, you know, giving people jobs. You know, I think a lot of the girls could speak, you know, putting girls in leadership positions, inspiring leadership. Excuse me, I'm one of them, right? Um, FQC is a a product of TSOP as well, as Um, of DNA. Question. Um, So is your organization very open in the, open and out with the younger trans people? Like, teenage uh, I'm I'm not there on the day to day so I can't speak to that but I know it's it's quite a few young girls that are around um, that I'm sure TSOP services um, and um, yeah because it's like they all we all kind of congregate around the same spaces mm-hmm. it's, it's you know it's few it's a few that are like you know sprinkled around um, the city that aren't in those like ballroom spaces or whatever um, but yeah, I feel like they, they do a good job at servicing the younger um, folks that are there. Now, is, is uh, T-Scope here? Just in, T-Sop? I mean, T-Scope. 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 You can say T-Scope or T-S-O-C-P. T-Scope. Or TSOCP. Okay. T scope. Oop. I just call it T scope because if you, if Brie was on here, she'd be like TSOCP. I say okay. T-Sop. She says the whole thing. The yeah. whole <laughs> shebang. Is it? It's not just in Michigan, right? Is it everywhere? Uh, well, no, it's based in Detroit. Oh, okay. Are it's, y'all trying to branch offense? I don't think so. It doesn't seem like to me. You don't. They don't want to, or you just feel like you shouldn't. I think. I think they're just really focused on Detroit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Brie works from New Mexico and she comes, you know, but, you know, she's just one of the creators, you know what I'm saying? But it's based in Detroit. We service Detroit girls. Yeah. What about everybody else, girl? I mean, you know, gotta we got to think. Problems. I mean, oh, wow. well, I mean, the thing about it is, is that when you, you have to think about the, the sheer amount of work it takes to even take care of one community. Yeah. Right. On a consistent basis, if you spread yourself too thin, it makes it dilutes the amount of yeah, care and like impact. and impact it has. And mm-hmm. I think TSOP does a pretty good job at just trying to maintain this one community. However, I do think it's important that you know, and I think, and this is my political philosophy, that human beings do very well with in small groups, not in huge centralized groups. If yeah. that makes sense, mm-hmm. so. And also, TSOP in Detroit, if it was, it can't be, it's not, never be the same TSOP if it was in Chicago, because you have to think about the, the, the environment, the, environment, oh, yeah. the, 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 the problems that are indigenous to that, that land, that place. So you, you know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying this, this happens. I mean, the, our journey is, we're, you know what I'm saying? There's other transgenders too, of color. 
So what do they do? You also have to think about funding. Um, we can't take care of everyone. The reality is that we all have. No, money. I'm saying we'll eventually will this go mobile. Like, well, you got to think about it. They have other organizations in different places. That oh, that's what I'm asking. Thing. Like, is, uh, is it it's another not... type of y'all in like a different state? Oh yeah, it's all over the. Country. Oh okay, that's all. But like, it, all it's just not us, right? You know it's what I'm saying? But it's idea. other, it's other like organizations around the country that service the trans people in their community. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah, that's what I was just worried about. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't name of any right now. Um Brie might know about Yeah, Brie would know a bit more. I'm not she does there a for lot that. of she does a lot of uh speaking engagements and she does the logistics. Of yeah, the logistics, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't get what you were no, saying. Well she didn't communicate very well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, girl, you get it, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> nope. So as we wrap up, I just want to ask you three final questions. First of all, where can people learn more about TSOP? Uh, you can follow TSOP at TSOCP. I'm sorry, TSOC Project on Twitter. And um, their Facebook is Transistors of Color Project. Mm-hmm. Um, you could put in TSOCP Detroit and you and it will come up in the um, Google uh, search. That's so, the only search there is, by the way. There's no Bing or anything else. It's only Google. That's all I use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are two places where you could like find out more about what's going on with TSOP. Question two of three. Uh-huh. Uh, where can people learn more about FQC? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at FQ Chronicles mm-hmm. and Instagram. And finally, where can people learn more about Aya Simone? You can follow me. Uh, don't follow my Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I mean, like, you know, it's just a bunch of memes and, and funny shit. But uh, but the stories is on. Okay, Instagram. If you want to yes. keep, uh, keep up with my Instagram, you can follow me at Aya Simone, A-H-Y-A Simone. Yes. And I do. <laughs> so if you want to talk if you have comments about someone you can reach out to her she's just giving you so a couple way well one main way to contact her then if you want to learn about tsop or about fqc you can reach out to them as well um feel free to go to it's https for a colon slash slash dot live right yep, yep. Okay, if you want to Find my website. Yeah, which is a beautiful website, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, and if you have questions for our uh, cornbread and caviar, reach us at eatcornbreadandcaviar at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at eatcornbreadandcaviar. And now for the f- positive vibe. So my nephew, Donovan Scott, um, I was visiting with my best friend, Davis, last night. And um, my, nephew and were ta- right. <laughs> my nephew and I were talking uh, that's my best friend's 14-year-old son. Well, he will be 14, actually. And I said, what? I kind of asked. I was, you know, I was just talking to him because he's, he's a real deep 13-year-old boy. But he, I said, what makes you happy? And he says, well, and I was, just, you know, I like to be completely transparent with my nephews. I'm very open with them. I tell them about the things I've gone through because I want them to have an opportunity to authentically learn from my experiences. And I don't want them to make the same mistakes I've made, so I'm open with them, and I don't say, "Oh, you're too young for this." I don't. There's certain things I won't discuss with them, but I don't hide things from them, and I don't shield things from them. And I asked him what made him happy and what made got him going, and so he said to me, and this is what he said. This is his quote: "I look in the mirror for 20 minutes and just stare at myself, and that makes me feel happy. It puts me in a happy place because I love myself." 
And that's what he says. He's a 13 year old boy. And I thought for me, that was pretty Beautiful. deep. That sounds and like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and so I told him, I said, Donovan, I said, because today he's getting a haircut. Once you get your haircut, send me a picture of you because you will be the positive vibe on tomorrow's episode. So that's my nephew, Donovan Scott. Look in the mirror, stare at yourself, and that will make you happy. Learn to love yourself is mm-hmm. what this is saying to me. It'll put you in a happy place because when the world treats you badly, when things happen to you, you feel real shitty. But learn to love yourself. Stare at yourself in the mirror and realize how beautiful you are. Thank you, my nephew, Donovan Scott. That was our positive vibe. Closing comments, James? This was beautiful. I loved it. I'm looking forward to more um, Femme Queen Chronicles. I'm excited. Oh. I need to see it all pan out. Uh- yeah. Did you see the first episode? Yeah, Where is, can people I did see, see it? A little or? bit of it, yeah. No, it's 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 not online yet. It okay. won't be for a while. So yeah, when it comes out, you can see yeah. It. yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. That's all I got. Okay. Um, continue doing great things in the city, and I want to hear about you on like CNN one day when you like bust through the walls. Absolutely. That uh, that just upped my anxiety. I'm like, I'm like oh, like, no expectations. Just, just be there for the journey. Be there for the journey. Yeah, Maria. I just hope that you be on call because whenever Granny take her, her her last rest, and we need you to come and do the harp at the church. That's fine. That's and that's real. That's real spill. Mm. I had already put that in, in motion. So okay. I love that. Okay. Seriously, yeah, I, I wanted that. That was okay. my only request. And I asked her, that's my only request. And she said, <laughs> I would want to hire her for a more fun occasion. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, she, you know, she and her, she would be 94 in October. So Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. If she decided to go home now. I'm be like, well, I guess what we got to fly. Flewed her out then. <laughs> 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 she got to get flewed out. So, yes. Yeah. Other than that, um, I'm a fan. Keep doing what you're doing. We're absolutely abundantly proud of you. Thank you. Don't stop ever. And yeah, that's it. Little sister, do you have any comments for closing? Uh, thank y'all so much for having me. Um, oh, this is this made my the rest of my day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, y'all are so fun. Um, I was gonna say, I positive vibes. I would say I just wanna. Say I'm thankful. I'm just. I woke up in gratitude of just like the vast amount of blessings that I've been blessed with, mm-hmm. and the ways that I've been able to bless other people. Um, what else? Uh, thankful for my my wonderful partner who's texting me back right now. Oh, you got a boo? Yeah, I got a boo, oh, y'all. Nice. <laughs> you, I'm like, you say you was on the Instagram stories. I know you didn't see my man on Wait, the thing. <laughs> Like, oh, you must, oh, you gotta She's go back and check. No, 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 no. I, 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 go go I didn't know y'all was like official, official. Yeah, we official. Like, okay. We All right, yeah, he been on there. I didn't sing oh. right. I'm singing at the wedding and stuff. Okay. I'm about to practice uh-uh. my karaoke. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Do you want to be married? Oh, my God. I mean, we're, we're talking about it. We oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's just, you know, we got to figure some shit out. Come on, Black <laughs> Yes, Black They're going to see them on an episode of Black Love. That's going to be great. <laughs> but yeah, I, thank you. I'm so glad that you came today. You will come back, yes? Yeah, I'm coming so back. Now we With Imani. Yes, let me yeah. get you. And Bree, if y'all can get all three of y'all together. Bree is harder to get than you are because you're actually here, but you're busy. But she's like back and forth yeah. and then busy at the same time. So it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> 
I didn't even, she didn't respond to a message I sent her recently. I gotta I gotta send her ten to get one response. So God. yeah, she be on the move. She do. She and I'm really proud of her. I'm proud of you. I mean, I've seen your development over several years from the days back. I do miss a space like that for us. Yeah, you know, all people, nice. all queer people. I miss that kind of a space. There's some, but there'll be nothing like the YBU loft. You know, yeah. I miss that. I think I'd like to try to recreate that somehow. But um, maybe in your house. Maybe my <laughs> No, they can't come to the house. I know they can't take off. What makes you think you're going to be... Never mind, I'm not getting to this. <laughs> Aya, thank you for being here today. I love you so much, and I really, I'm really i proud of you doing such a fantastic thing. So oh, thank, thank you. you for thank being who you are and contributing what you're contributing to society and to my life. So thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so listen, folks, it's me, Ramon. Um I want to personally thank you for listening today. Thanks again to our guest, Aya Simone. Uh, we had fun today talking about various topics, um, and we hope you had fun too listening. Uh, please, please, please subscribe, rate, share, comment. It literally costs you nothing but a few seconds of time. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And don't forget, guys, we have this wonderful October 24th through 27th of this it's year. Going it's down. going down. And amazing. Your way. Yes, all of Detroit's different uh, podcasts will be there, including Cornbread and Caviar. It'll be uh, at 3000 Finkel Avenue in Detroit, Michigan, 48238. To find out more or to buy tickets, www.detroitisdifferent.com. You better get them tickets, too. Get them tickets. Tell your loved ones and your cousins. Yes. <laughs> we are out here, so help us out here and share us out. This is Ramon, your host, and we are out. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Join us October 24th through October 27th at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival. The collage of sound, sight, taste, feel, and scent of Detroit from all walks of life. Join Piper Carter, Frida Sampson, Unicorns Are Real, Josh Adams, The New Kids, Group Text, Jennifer Crawford, Care Michigan, Audra Carson, My Natural Hair, Cornbread and Caviar, Kari Frazier, Sterling Tolls, Bodie James, and more artists. The Detroit is Different Festival provides you the rare opportunity to witness, experience, and familiarize yourself with the diverse subcultures that make Detroit different. Experience this all for 50 bucks. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today.